In the wake of a long and terrible war, our story awakens. With a future that is challenged by evil forces and tempered by powerful magic, a world struggles to find its destiny. A destiny which you now find yourself a part of, as the prophecy has foretold. These are the savage tales of Eberron. Now, settle in and prepare yourself for the thrilling adventures of our brave crew as they seek to make their own fate on this week's episode of Mourners of Lazar. I'm Allie, and I'll be playing Dana Irlazani. I'm Kevin, and I'll be playing Rustle. I'm Michael, and until I roll my next crit fail, I'll be in the role of Torlin Coladron. <laughs> I'm Ernesto, and I will be playing Truco, the current winner on this game. I am Dungeon Master Philip, and welcome to Mourners of Lazar. Um, Ellie, you're going to recap last session? Yeah, so... Last time, our heroes found themselves um, in assorted states of waking up on an unfamiliar ship after a very strange night in Regalport. Torlin and Dana found themselves together in a cell with um, with a dwarf who was uh, days were suggested to be numbered. Ruskell and Truka woke up in their own cell in shackles but were quickly freed by very skinny, mean half-orc and sent up on deck along with the others to meet a very large orc who uh, informed them that they were on the Storm Reaver and, well, they're part of the crew now. They were introduced to the ship's captain, Prince Meek Rockface of the Cloud Reavers who Torlin knew to have a very fearsome reputation in the Lazar Principalities, and were quickly tested to see what jobs they might have on this ship. Truco quickly stood out as uh, being an excellent candidate to work the rigging, much to Russ's dismay, as he tried to one-up him. Dana was shortly assigned the role of the cook's mate, uh, much to her dismay to be separated from Torlin. And Torlin and Russ were sent off to become swabs under the watchful eye of that very mean, very skinny half-orc. So now it remains to be seen what exactly this means for everybody. Now, uh, since this is a new session, we'll do background question. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. We're gonna go with that. Okay. My favorite. Oh, this is a very appropriate one. What are your feelings about the Treaty of Thronehold and the end to the last war? Ooh. Who wants to start with that? Jog my memory, Philip, was um was the creation of uh well the setting aside of land for New Seer part of the Treaty of Thronehold, or was that something separate that Borinel did on his own? Uh, I can't remember canon off the top of my head, but my sense of it was it, it was it was a gift from Barnall done before the Treaty of Thronehold. It was done within the first two years um, of the Syrian refugees coming over. Okay. So since it's still technically, I, I do know as far as canon, it's still technically on Braylish land. There is it wasn't given to Sierra Syrian land. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, at least well, as uh, far as- <laughs> there you go. Go ahead, Ellie. As far as the treaty itself, um, Dana has no strong feelings about it one way or the other. You know, it was to the benefit of the remaining nations, and it's something good for other people. Doesn't really do a whole lot for her. As far as the as far as the end of the war, well, I mean, she's uh, she's glad it's over. She spent many years fighting, and and it was. Things got tired there towards the end. Obviously, she's not, you know, happy about the morning effectively being the reason we all stopped fighting. But overall, she's just happy it's over, I think. That's really it. She's just happy it's over, and now there's there's something new to work for. Okay, Torlin? But in my case, uh, I've seen the beginning, the middle, and now the end of the war, and I'm happy that uh, I can put that part of my past behind me and move on to getting back to 
try and see and at the time when the war ended to try and see what had become of my family and in the northern parts of Berland and, and try and get in touch with some old faces like the Moreno family of which Dana is part of yeah. I think that uh, it's a little bit discouraging that none of the issues that the war was started over wound up solved but as long as the morning is the morning but you always had nothing to do with it as long as the morning is is being held over everybody's heads uh, we're, we're safe for now at least and we know how old is um is uh sorry torlan but he's a dwarf you'll just have to ask him Okay, okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm just getting to see if you know what were the reasons of, for the start of the war, given that how old could oh. you be for to know that, but... Uh, you, you'll have to find that out. Just get yeah, to exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. I like that. Why don't... What does Truco go next? Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, after, after our first session last week, like, it feels like so long ago now, um, that uh, it gives my time to remember, to think more of my character, right? And in that sense, um, for Truco, uh, he um, he probably sorry, um, he probably knows uh, he, he's fine with the idea of, of uh, the last war ending mainly as as um, Dana, as Ellie mentioned uh, through Dana's character, the morning giving being the reason for that is of course not the best. Uh, but for him, he's somewhat um, glad it's over because this war has been the meaning, the, the cause of so many um, apparentless children and so many orphans around the, the world and, and mainly on Seer from where he grew up um, and, and seeing that, uh, knowing that could be over uh, it's a good sign for him, at least. Uh, he doesn't care that much either, but he's glad at least that uh, some people might not share his fate um, as a victim of the war. You are in top form tonight, though, Truco. You must be uh, really excited about a pirate campaign. All <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, right, Ruskell. And for, uh, for Russ, uh... I mean, the, the Treaty of Thronehold and the, the way that the war ended means that he lost uh, everything, his profession, his way of life. The, the only thing that he thought he had for a future uh, went tumbling down the drain. Um, and so I think the healthy way that he came out of that was to look at it as, the, as a new beginning. Uh, you know, a new opportunity and to find out, you know, who he really was without all of that stuff slapped on top of it. But, uh, but losing all of that is really hard. And so it's a thing that he's kind of forced himself and maybe he hasn't quite fully processed all of that trauma yet. All right. So, um, um, well, we'll go to what you, what your all's duties for today. So, um, Truco's rigor, and here, let me, uh, I'm going to make these private. Well, actually, I think I'll explain this before we go for it. Um, so, being a big ship, right, and you guys are going to have lots of tasks to do during the day. Um, your jobs are probably going to require a lot. So, each, each day that transpires during the campaign, uh, each of you are going to have the opportunity, if you want to, to take what we're going to call shipboard actions. You can do one shipboard action during the daytime and one shipboard action during the nighttime. This is aside from uh, the duties that you'll be assigned for the day, right? So maybe it's you're trying to talk to somebody on the crew, trying to get to know them. Um, maybe you want to just sneak around, discover something about the ship. Um, you know, anything in that regard, right? Um, so the thing about that is, is, of course, is the more you try and do, the more you're going to be at risk for getting tired because being on a ship is hard work. So there's going to be checks. And if you fail the checks, you may gain levels of fatigue. If you try and do more actions, you may gain more levels of fatigue, um, so on and so forth. Does that the rough idea of that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So um, I think I have, you guys already have permissions to this, but I'll show that to you. You can read this bit, bit more down at the bottom. There's a table of daytime, possible daytime actions, possible nighttime actions. You know, of course, being in the nighttime, you could take even more if you want, but you may lose some sleep and the potential consequences that are involved with that. Um, 
So get that out of the way as we go into the daily tasks you're assigned here on your first day on the ship. Uh, Master Scourge comes up to you, <coughs> Turuko, and starts getting you working on uh, a bunch of line work, which is hoisting and lowering sails um, all throughout the various day, uh, working on all the ropes, uh, pulling a lot of gear up, up and down the rigging. So for your check for the day, you're going to either need to make an athletics check or a boating check um, for your work for the day. All right. First question, uh, our things, do we get them? We, we didn't get them back yet, right? Nope. Okay, good to know. Uh, yeah, definitely athletics for me. And um, we've got two swabs. So Torlin, Master Scourge assigns you to rat catching duties below decks. Um, so, you know, it's just like, take care of some of those filthy rats down below decks. They're getting a little out of hand. And uh, you'll need to make either a stealth check or a survival check. Not to worry, I see pretty well in the dark. Let's see. And survival Ruskell, or athletics, you said? Survival or stealth. Stealth. And Rusko, considering your ingenuity that uh, you displayed, Master Scourge assigns you to running duties, passing notes back and forth between various crews and officers and all different parts of the ship. Uh, you're going to need to make an athletics check. Uh, followed by a bigger check. And Dana, before we get to your duties, uh, everyone remember your roles. You can unpause this. <laughs> so you are going to jump around real quick here. Oh, hello. That's the teleporting stuff that I was mentioning about. Okay. Um, so you, you go you go into this thing and now just get a little bit more room. You see off to your left down the hallway there, you see a half orc that seems to be working over a desk, um, kind of rummaging around in something. Um, but you go into the galley and he's he's in here. You come to the galley and I'd like that we can see what's going on a little bit. Birds are still oh, flying yeah, across can... the board and down below decks. <laughs> did all did all of you get transported with her? No, no. no. I think you just okay, got just it's set to observer permission so we can Yeah. Uh it goes seagulls of the Storm River. I can only <laughs> see the two little mouse icons dancing around in the darkness. You see mice. Uh, you go into the galley there and uh you find a dwarf there. <clears throat> who's got a mug of ale in one hand and he's got like a, a skillet and a frying pan in the other. Right? Is he just like, what's he, is he working? Is his back to me? Is he drinking? What's he up to? Uh, all three. His, his back to you is, and he is definitely, uh, he is working and, you know, he's rocking quite, uh, quite skillfully with the boat, drinking at the same time. A little bit of the, a little bit of his drink is coming down his, his beard. The front of his apron is quite stained. Morning. Who be you? I'm your new mate. Name's Dana. What should I call you when I hold out my hand? Kronik Kragshar is the name. Everybody here calls me Fishcuts, though. Well, what do you like to be called? I don't call me whatever you want. Just don't call me late for dinner. <laughs> All right. He takes, he takes another swig. All right, Fishcuts. Uh... How long you been on this boat? Three years, too long. It's like they seem fit to give me an assistant now. Hmm. All right, here, over there, you'll see, uh, you'll see some harpoons and stuff. Why don't you go above decks and do some turtle hunting? We need some more for some stew I'm making tonight. Turtles, huh? Right. Yep. Good, good to have fresh food on a boat, uh. What people around here normally like to eat anyways. Doesn't matter. This, uh, it's poison. This ship. Don't let anyone hear you say it out loud. The whole listens, you see? The captain hears everything here aboard this ship. Poison, Storm Reaver is. Though it's rotten to the core. You'll not meet a more nasty, sour piece of work than Prince Mika. In all your days at sea. And her crew is just the same. Especially that first mate, Mr. Lagra. Vicious sod. She'll take her own mother's liver to the butcher to make pies with, she would. Nah, but they leave me alone mostly. They know I, they can't harm me. And he just like takes a big, he just empties his tanker. Uh, it, does he have uh, a second mug anywhere? Or do he just have the one and it's empty now? 
Oh, it's empty. And he's immediately kind of turning to go. He goes to a little cask and you see him. He's already starting to fill it. He goes, oh, well, get to work. I'll, and I'll be on um, my way. Just uh, I think I think you and I have a few things in common, Fish Guts. Be back for a drink once we're done our work for the night. Fair enough. Uh, so for your day's task, you need to make a survival check. Oh, dear. My favorite skill. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so let's see here. We had Truco rolled an eight for his day's work on the line work. Uh, also, give me a bigger check, Truco. All right. Uh, Torlin, you managed to catch a handful of rats. Yep, rolled a four. If any that. That was a success. Uh, <laughs> what the? Why did I? That's, that's the bad sound. Sorry. I have to change that. That must have been rolled from the crow's nest. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's, he's on the he's on the deck today. Sound the trumpets. The <laughs> um, so, Ruskell, you sticking with the three on... Oh, wait. Got four. You succeeded on the athletic check, failed on the bigger check. Are you keeping that for the bigger check? Uh, yep. All right. Um... No, well, Benny, one more time. Let's okay. let's let's be bold. Okay, yep, we're keeping it. All right, cool. Um, the captain, Mr. Lagra, Master Scourge, um, and some other officers you don't even quite get the name of yet because they don't even care to talk to you other than give you the messages that you need to run. Just have you run ragged all day long. Um, I mean, you do complete the kind of the test. Don't get. Um, uh, caught under it all, but it does tire you out. You can take on a level of fatigue. Um, that is to Ruskell at the end of the day. Um, and Dana, you made, uh, you managed to catch enough for whatever it is the fish, cook, fish guts is cooking up today for dinner. Um, and bringing in Torlin, everything's good. Is there any ship action that anybody would like to try on their first day on the ship? Or do you want to kind of like ease into things? I'll pull up that menu again. I have something, but I sure. don't know if anyone else has. Yeah, go ahead, Truco. Yeah. Uh, Truco, after, after doing his task, he will probably try to um, try to deceive um the half orc into i think there were some problems in and uh, on the ropes on the on the other mask or something like that like he will try to um dissuade the guy into going somewhere else for him to sneak to have like a couple of minutes maybe to sneak down into the like any place on the ship that there might be our things or truco's thing strings for for what he he cares right now mm -hmm. Um, he was the sneak action, basically the the daytime action uh, sneak. That's <coughs> what I want to do. Sure. Um. Yeah, this is in line. So go ahead and make a stealth check. Okay. Followed by a notice check. Mm. All right. <laughs> That's a nine. Yeah. So you're uh, um, you're six. You're trying to like distract him with something. Actually, really doesn't work at all, and just keep working. And then you notice and you find a moment where he's off um, scolding Torlin. Okay. Over not quite getting enough rats just yet, and get back down below decks and, and figure it out. And it's kind of in that moment. Now, give me a notice check. Sure. That's an eleven. So you sneak off there, Truco. In um. You actually don't have to quite go far. You go into, uh, you just go back in like where they took you up. <clears throat> and as you kind of move in, you see a little room off to the side there. You see where you're out, you are on the map there? Uh, let me check. Uh, uh, doo -doo -doo. Yes, I see. So you see a half orc, uh, a female half orc that's working there. Um, she's, you know, she's got kind of like a brownish green tint to her skin. Um, she seems to be, uh, lazily working in this very small room, but you kind of catch enough glimpse that you see uh, a number of chests that are lined up there and shelves that are stocked with a bunch of small chests and secured stuff and things along there. You're pretty sure that this is the quartermaster. And sh uh, yeah, you won't need to roll on this. You've been enough. Um, quartermasters, particularly on ships like this, often kind of uh, 
will run their their stores kind of like a shop. There is the possibility of of purchasing or trading for various items on a pirate ship, um, or you could risk coming in here at some point in time and perhaps seeing if you can find your stuff here and pilfering some stuff. You know, there's a couple options, but you definitely know ships like this uh, trade or buying is always kind of like in the cards. But you suspect I- you definitely suspect that this is probably where your stuff is. Um, but you hear Master Scourge screaming off and you're not able to, and the room is too small for you to legitimately sneak in there. So you can't quite tell more than that. Right. Truco will acknowledge, acknowledge what he saw and just keep working. Um, Ruskell, in one moment of um, relative peace and quiet you have on the deck, um, this uh, red-haired lady who's kind of, who's dressed in a way that really kind of accentuates her figure, um, comes up to you and, and uh, says, so you're the newcomers to the ship, huh? My, my name's my name's Sindara, what's your name? Sindara? You can call me Russ. She, she kind of looks around and there's like a free moment on the deck and uh, she, she reaches into a pouch and she pulls it up and goes, I saw them take these off of you, take this off of you. And she holds out one of your wands. Thank you, Mighty. She says, I, I was able to uh, kind of convince Grok that uh, you worship the Devourer and, you know, these things might be implements, priestly implements, and uh, you would curse her if she kind of crossed you by, by keeping this one in particular. <laughs> Did you now? Well, that's, that's, uh, that's real good thinking on your part. Um, yeah. I, how long have you been on the ship? Less than a week. They took the, me in Elysium on the way to Regalport. Do you know what they're gearing up for? Uh, Prince Rockface is really not happy. She has not had a good go while she's been out here on the waters this time. She tried to, uh, she tried another go at taking Tidewater Rock, Tidewater Rock, and was rebuffed. Um, and then she was uh, chased down by a, a Carnathy galleon, kind of privateer hunting for her. She managed to outrun him, but the ship did take some damage, which is why she popped into Regalport to get a, 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 some quick repairs done. Um, All right. Um, right. I'm Hack really couldn't quite make those repairs at sea here. Um, I think she took you guys under uh, High Prince Rhaegar's nose just as kind of like a, just a spite to just feel better about herself. Yeah, that's a real bold action she took. That's for sure. Uh, I mean, I'm hoping to. She kind of looks around, make some allies here. You know, it's uh, it's not a good idea to. You know, these ships aren't about what you know so much as who you know. It's true. And uh, other than sneaking around telling lies, uh, is that uh, is that your primary skill set, or what did you do before they uh, they brought you on board? Uh I helped my father mostly. He was a he was a fisherman. You know, I was hoping to kind of. He, he passed recently. You know, I was kind of. Even though they pressed me here, I, I am kind of hoping to, to, to do my father proud. I'm sure you will. You got the spirit in you for sure. That's half of what sailing is, if stories be told are true. Um, and it's with that you get called to run another errand. Um, roll me a. Roll me anything, call odds or evens. Uh, okay. Uh, let's call uh, evens. I actually meant to die, but still that works. Uh, let's see. Technically, those are both evens. It's just a minus one from fatigue. Yeah. Right. Interesting. Okay. Uh, I'll have to get that. I am not sure how you pronounce those two. Um, you do it in full. Few? Okay. She g- yeah. She gives me, she gives you few. Oh. Full. Sorry. And so this one, if you if you all look at your quest log, you can see now so you, there's just just to clarify, your one has a name. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's both cool. of them have names. Oh, that's cool. Sorry, continue. <laughs> but, uh, all right, and Torland, you are underneath the deck. Um, Getting to wonder why more ships don't carry cats. Yeah, no kidding. Perhaps, uh, perhaps Rockface doesn't uh, hold them in high regard. I am sending you down. 
Oh, great. That one's... Oh. So you're down in the gun deck. There's some other sailors down there. Um, you managed to find yourself there, uh, Torland? Uh, yeah. You can always drag me over, too, with the, the ping. Yeah. Um, so was there any other ship actions anybody wanted to take during the daytime? Uh, I would be interested in speaking with Scourge. Um... So, so you're interested in taking the influence action? Do you want yeah. to speak to him? Yeah. Do you want to take that as a, against him specifically, or do you just want to talk and try and meet one of the other sailors in general? I want to influence Scourge. Uh, all right. Um, so apparently there was that time, this works out just well, there was a time that uh, Todoruk was uh, sneaking because Master Scourge went off to go skull Torlin. So That's right. apparently you have your moment, Torlin. <clears throat> well, Master Scourge, uh, I've been working my ass off down here. I, I know that uh, perhaps you can just can't see that there isn't all that many rats anymore. <clears throat> I only see you with three rats. That's clearly not enough. I've seen more in my sleep. Yeah. You're you're a slacker worker. And I'm that? supposed to make make you into a good swab. I I, I no, I'll keep at it. I'm not going anywhere after all. Well, listen, how, how do you all pass the time aboard this ship, anyways? I was thinking that uh, it seemed odd that you weren't uh, getting some sort of action going on the little contest yesterday. Uh, it's today. This is still the first yeah, day. Earlier today. <clears throat> By the dark six, what on earth makes you think I'm interested in small talk with you? I've seen your kind before. You're not one of the true Cloud Reaver dwarves. You're one of those civilized dwarves who's lost their way. Well, being that you brought me aboard the ship, I'm sure that that's pretty self-evident. Um, Master Scourge spends a bit more time kind of berating you and insulting you. Um, and you definitely get the sense that uh, for whatever reason, he clearly doesn't like you and has no intention at all of being your friend. My or being friend friendly doesn't to you, like I you. Say. <laughs> I don't like you either. <laughs> well, fair enough. I won't hold him against him for now. He does threaten you with his whip on one or two occasions, but uh, doesn't quite use it. Okay, from there. Did, was there anything else you wanted to try and do, Russ? Or no. Was that interaction with Sandar enough for your day? That I think that was enough. I'm gonna hold my ship action for the evening. Um. So dusk appears, or not appears, dusk comes. It's not a magical thing. <laughs> and, um, not, I forgot what, what was happening today. We had a role-playing session or? No, not that. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm just remembering something else <laughs> that's today. Uh, so dusk comes and, uh, you know, various places you all are at, uh, you hear a call out for um, uh, bloody hour. Everybody on the main deck. We go. I turn to Fish Guts. Uh, I assume we're working, and to give him a, a raised eyebrow and a questioning look. And um, he's he has kept drinking throughout the day. Mm -hmm. um, he is not uh, incapacitated or anything. But he's definitely had a lot, and he just—he just looks at you with, as he's drinking with one hand, and he starts walking to the door, and he goes to the main deck, to the to the main deck. Yeah, but fine, I'll be back. Um, it was a time before this too. There, there was a half work that, that was coming in, and was gathering some of the uh, some rum from some casks nearby in a storage locker that's in the galley. Um, she seems pretty friendly with fish guts. And I will throw everybody on the main deck. You see the whole crew is out here. Um, and there's more than the tokens I have. Um, I'm just not going to put them on right now. Everybody, you can all can give me notice checks, I would say. Notice. Dorman rolls a seven. Two for Tuko. Four for Dina. It's two for Russ. He's tired. <laughs> Yep. It's been a long day. Uh, so nobody got a 
Certainly Torland. So Torland, you've been having your kind of your eyes peeled looking around at stuff. Um, you kind of count, I mean, you'd probably see a couple dozen people total up on the main deck. Um, mostly a combination of dwarves and orcs seem to be the most prevalent. Um, uh, but this this would also hold for, for Dana. You see, you see what, a couple halflings. Uh, there's a gnome. Uh, in fact, actually, the gnome, when you look over at him, Dana, the gnome, he's dressed in like this gaudy purple outfit and he's got this eye patch on and uh truco you've noticed him throughout the day he was he's one of the riggers and uh but when he sees you dana he he actually just takes off his hat and makes a big sweeping bow to you and kind of winks his good eye at you uh with the type of ship uh experience of ships in the sea and the navy and all of that would Torlin be able to uh, surmise what an estimate of the maximum crew or the necessary crew to crew this thing would be sure give me a common knowledge check uh, I suppose what sort of ship it would be at that uh, that's a four for Torlin or looking around uh, I mean this is a good sized gallon big ship as far as to just sail the ship you actually believe that the crew is more sufficient, more than sufficient to sail the ship. Um, to operate in a pirate capacity and attack some other ships and perhaps commandeer another ship, it would be undermanned mm. because they would lose some of their crew in that capacity. Um, um, I'm going to sidle up to Mr. Purple Gnome here and say quietly, all this then. Oh, it's time for bloody hour, my dear. It, yeah, it may be a bit of a frightening thing for a lass as dainty as yourself, who clearly doesn't belong in a ship like this, but it happens in most nights because of Master Scourge or Mr. Lara, there's activities to be happening, but tonight's a bit different. Care to elaborate on that? He, he's about to speak, and it's that kind of moment up through uh, the entry from uh, below decks you know, down over this main door towards the galley. Um, you see a group kind of, a couple of people come out with that dwarf that was chained up in the other cell next to Torlin and Dana. And so the captain, or the Prince, Prince Rockface, kind of, she looks over and clearly like in the, like the place of power on the quarter deck above, looking down at this dwarf. She goes, Jake's Magpie, you have been caught stealing and confessed to it. Stealing is a grave crime aboard this vessel, and you are hereby sentenced to keel hauling. Master Scourge, Mr. Lagra, take care of him. And uh, it is with that, I would kind of think since you've all been sailors long enough, your characters would know what keel hauling is. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. But if you mind explaining it, that, that would be nice for me at least. It's yeah. not fun. Uh, it's not fun. Okay. Yeah, no, it's not fun. Okay, I, get, I, get, I think I can picture that from that. So um, as ships sail, they collect lots of uh, barnacles and various sea creatures on the hull that eventually kind of slows it down. Um, and it kind of creates a rough surface on the hull of the ship. Right? And so what keel hauling is, is, as you watch what happens to Jake's, he is tied by the hands and the legs by a rope that's kind of wrapped around the keel of the ship. And you watch him as he's slowly pulled over the side of the ship and kind of dragged underneath the water and underneath the hull. Uh, now, typically you would know with keel hauling, there's essentially two ways that happens. Once there's the quick way, which means he's kind of like drag quick, which means he's not gonna, whoever's keel hauled isn't gonna be drowned, but they are gonna be, lacerated quite heavily by all the barnacles. Um, those injuries often get effective. It's likely fatal, but not always. The other method is the slow method, which means they generally don't get lacerated by the barnacles a lot. However, they're drugged for a lot longer and they usually end up drowning. Beautiful. So, yeah. Um, so Mr. Lagra and uh, Master Scourge are kind of like in charge of pulling the rope. And uh, yeah, anybody wants to give me a notice check? Just kind of watching what's going on. Five for Torlin. <laughs> there ah, it is. The first crit fail. There you go. First real one. Right. <laughs> um, Didn't even need a betting for it. Nah. <laughs> the five for Dana. So, uh, yeah, we'll just say this for interesting sake. So, so Truco, 
as much sailing as you've done and sailing in some disreputable places and stuff like that, you've never actually seen a keel haul, right? So you're kind of like, you're looking at this with like a mixture of fascination and horror. And, That's fitting. Uh, yeah, so you're just kind of watching this. Um, Dana and Torlin, you kind of managed to find for the first time today, since you guys were separated, a moment to come together. Um, and you, both of you kind of notice and, and slightly non-point out to each other, both Mr. Lagra and Master Scourge definitely seem to be enjoying this. In particular, Master Lagra seems to have great relish as she's pulling on the rope. Um, and Ruskell, I mean, the moment you just kind of see this guy kind of go over realizing what happens, you just like immediately turn and projectile vomit over the edge of the ship. Just kind of like knowing what's happened. Uh, maybe it's a combination of just all the running around that you've done today or Maybe it's that this is just that bad for you, but uh, it, it seems to be an involuntary reaction that you have. I'll turn to uh, Dana and just, well, I was trying to play mean-spirited to try and get on that Scourge's good side, but seems to have it out for dwarves that aren't of this particular principality anyways. Does he know? Um, do I, can I tell if this is a, if this is a quick or a fast heel hauling at this point? They're going fairly slow, but you're all, you also kind of notice that uh, because Mr. Lagra is such a beast, uh, you can kind of tell she's able to actually put some tension on the rope that is not typical of a slow pull. Which would cause more pain against the barnacles. Probably would be your guess. Um, would I be able to ask around the individuals watching uh, and just try to find out what uh, the dwarf stole. Um, yeah, give me a persuasion check. I don't believe I have that, so... should have at least a d4 in it. That's its core. Is it? That's a, that's a, mm-hmm. It's a core skill. Yeah, you, you got a d6 in it, actually. Oh, there it is. Wasn't showing there up on that. There we go. Hey, Damn. 14. All right. Two aces. Nice. Um, you lean over and ask this, uh, there's a, there's a female dwarf nearby, um, and, and you ask her, she kind of, uh, looks at you for a moment, kind of up and down, and goes, Cutthroat Grok found some stuff missing from her stores, and, uh, through some questioning stuff like that, it was found at, uh, well, who knows, but at least, uh, Master Scourge and Mr. Lager got their hands on Jake's, he said he took it, he said he took some, uh, some- I think it that, uh, any belongings of those Pris gained onto the ship are considered property of the ship for purposes of one who might try to take them back. Uh, she's, she's, she kind of shrugs and says, you could say the property of the ship or you could say they're the property of Cutthroat. She runs the stores, so kind of what she decides and how she decides to trade is, trade is really kind of how things go. And Truco will probably run up, run towards, or go towards uh, Ruskell and say, uh, I mean, that's a good, that's a, that's a good, really good thing for you to not puke on the ship and puke outside of it. It's, it's really bad, bad luck otherwise. Are you all right? Yeah, I'm just, I'm just tired from, from everything so far. Yeah, I mean, I, that was quite... I have to say that was quite witty what you did uh, back in the in trying to get up to the crow's nest. Um, it was a fun game. Don't try. I was just trying to show uh, show up a bit. I wasn't trying to show off. It's just came to me. I think fast nice. like that sometimes. It's a good trait. It's a good trait. Now I will say uh, out loud uh, after seeing the situation with, uh, with the poor man is like still suffering and say good that's definitely is a lesson for someone not to steal things from the ship right <laughs> and i would then turn up to Ruskell and say hey i found some the quartermaster uh down on the that they he, they probably have our things there do and, they yes i managed to get a glance of it uh today um i don't know we just met but i don't know I, I, there, you are the only one that i politically know of here All right. so uh, are you in for some probably some stealing if the situation prompts it? Prompts it? If an opportunity presents itself, yeah. And uh, I'm told from 
somebody else that I think the quartermaster might think that I'm a little bit of a, a worshiper of the devourer, and uh, we might be able to use that. Oh, it's, it's, that's it. Yeah, you're you're really a clever man. I have to, I can say that. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm pretty simple when it comes down to it. But thank you. You you scrambled up that those ropes real fast. Oh well, uh, it's something I have been doing for quite a while, quite a while now. So it's it comes pretty naturally as you got, you're a, lot, got a lot of experience on ships. I actually do. Yes, yes, yes. A uh, couple of years been um, also. Uh, how is the term? Sorry, like ga- gangly like rest gang. Rest. Yeah, there we go. That thing. Um, I, I had some experience with that and forced it to be really good at. Uh, my job here at, at sailing, I would say. Um, but yeah, shifter. You you hear the voice of uh, Mr. Lagrant call out. So Dana and uh, Torlin, you would have seen as kind of the body comes up, and it's just it kind of lays unmoving. Um, oh, it's too late now. Shoot, I wanted to. Okay. Can you you can use a Benny to maybe change something if you want? Would you rewind time if I threw a Benny at it? Sure. All right, I'll throw a Benny at it. So um. As as I'm taking in all these random all right, conversations, Mr. Message. As I'm taking in all these random conversations and getting the sense that Jake's time is running out, uh, Dana, with her code of honor hindrance, which is a major hindrance, uh, steps forward to where this humongous orc is holding the rope and says, "That's enough. Let's pull him up." Mm. <clears throat> Torlin um, would want to get in the way as soon as she know, tried to approach that scenario. Know, and as you know, I'm kind of following this this up with, look, I'm a sailor too. You don't have enough crew to well, spare. Actually, he's, he's done his you, punishment. You don't, you, you don't get a well. I would say since she spent a penny, she probably caught you while you were turning and looking away, Torlin. Right. And the next moment you turn around, you hear her voice and she's up next to uh, Mr. Lagra. Mr. Lagra just kind of like turns and looks at you and she goes, oh, yes, really. We, we, we are rather shorthanded, aren't we? Um, wh- what else do you think we should do? I think you should pull him up and let him get back to work. Oh, uh, and that's how you would run the ship if this was your ship? Not my ship. I'm just a woman with an opinion. Oh, right. It's not your ship. So shut up and don't speak up again. And uh, your conversation actually had the opposite effect. While this all happened, she just stopped pulling on the rope. Right, so do you step away? Um, what does it mean that she stopped pulling on the rope? While you've made the comment, she just like, she, everything she just said to you, she had stopped pulling on the rope, just left it there. So Jake's was under the water. Mm, okay. Um... She, she just looks at you. <sighs> And uh, takes one hand off the rope and she goes, if I hear another sound from you, you'll get the cat. And she's st- is she still letting him drown? Yeah, she stopped moving the rope at all. All right, I'm um, going to try to be charismatic here. Uh, I start, I say, raising my voice, glancing back over my shoulder a little bit, especially at Mr. Fancy Pants Gnome there. It'll be a while before we get back to port to pick up anyone else. To All right, tired of the mast. And uh, a couple of the fellow pirates grab you by the arms and take you over to the main mast. Oh, I'll take the lashings instead. You'll do no such thing. Oh, I'm sure you'll do something to get your punishment and your due. Um, and with that, she just like finishes like she just like one big yank. She kind of like pulled Jake's back out and he just lands on kind of the deck and the body's not moving. <clears throat> um, and you see Master Scourge kind of orders a couple of the other pirates to, to throw him overboard to feed uh, some of the sharks. And um, that definitely took a dark turn. It is a pirate ship. Um, Welcome to the game, y'all. <laughs> yeah, that's a good so, like. I think um, that's worth a betty for the code of honor. <laughs> I might sure. need it. Yeah, oh, you might. Um, so you get tied to the main mast. Um, just quick binding around it, which, uh, and your back is, uh, well, actually, they don't care. Um, and Mr. Lagra actually steps up, and it's here that you actually see that uh, she carries a cat of nine tails. Um, 
and she proceeds to give you uh, three lashes. So uh, I'll need you to make a bigger check at minus one. Hey. Okay. See what we can get here. I'll keep that. Um, so, so you take it with clinched. Well, how, how do you take it? You, if you'd failed that, you would have taken on a level of fatigue from bumps and bruises, but you managed to take it well enough. Right. And just kind of, you know, I'm trying to keep my eyes open and make eye contact with any other crew on the other side of the mast and just pro- probably just slotting out small sounds of pain here and there since I got an okay roll on that. Yeah. I'm um, trying to I'm trying to stare down as many as many sailors as I can. Give me a notice check. That's a ten. Yeah, we'll say um uh let's see, ten is success in a raise. We'll give you another We'll say you kind of like mark three of the crew member in particular. Uh, two of them, you imagine, seem kind of um, probably like they're enjoying witnessing what's being done to you a little bit too much. So you don't get the sense that they're uh, the friendly sorts, mm-hmm. right? And uh, you make eyes with somebody else that see, that does seem to like think this is a bit uncomfortable. That might be somebody who might be approachable later on. Got a general descriptor of them? Um, I'll figure that out in a moment. All right. Get yeah. back to you on that. Yeah, for sure. Um, and um, after they're done with that, um, you hear Master Scourge pipe up and go, Shifter, your turn. Sorry, what? Tie the shifter to the mast. Three lashes for talking to the prince. Wait, no, there is there is no need for this. I Th- Three lashes for talking to the prince. Mm-hmm. Can I? Can I? Are you interested in a in a bet? Uh, first, uh, first, uh, what is what what is she? First maid? No, first what? Um, Whatever he's on, I'll put mine up in up in and against his uh, wager with his wager. Two days of food. And Matt. Master Scourge kind of looks at Mr. Lagron and, and then he kind of, kind of like for reassurance or something or uh, to check in with something and he just goes, you seem to think this is some sort of negotiation. The prince said, don't talk to her. You did three lashes. All right. There is no way for me to get out of this. Um, a couple pirates come up to you and uh, take you on the same. The difference between you and uh, Dana's though, however, is Master Scourge is giving you the lashes and he's just using a, a whip, which uh, hurts a lot less. Uh, so you can make a bigger check plus one. All right. And um, Ruskell, you can give me a notice check. Boy. <laughs> there, there you go, you're very observant. Ooh. Not when I'm not over the side of the ship, yeah. We'll see. If, you, if you look at uh, the map, so yeah, Turco, you take them and you don't want to get lashed on a regular basis, of course, but uh, you know, other than stinging, it's, it, you know, you, you suck it up well enough. Yeah, that is, yeah, that is a probably some, uh, some gestures of pain, clear pain. Uh, he's, he's a bit skinny. Hell, uh, hopefully the fur helps a bit to mitigate the damage, but yeah. still hurts. Um, so, Ruskell, over here on the poop deck, you actually notice, and as you're kind of watching this, you're kind of like looking out more, kind of taking in everything that's going on. You've like managed to keep your mouth closed through the whole thing. You notice on the mizzen mast back on the poop deck there, there's actually a cage hanging off of it. And there is a, there's an unmoving body in the cage. Probably, well, you got to raise. It's somebody who's been left in there too long and probably left there a lot. But you also hear and see what caught your attention was there was a parrot up there that went, give him lashes, give him lashes. Um, and, but he's hanging out, the parrot's just staying there up on top of the cage. Okay. Um, and it's kind of like with the conclusion of that, there's no other lashings tonight during bloody hour. Uh, the half orc that Dana would have noticed and Truco would have noticed, um, uh, that's been pointed out that you would assume now is the quartermaster because she's like coming out with a barrel of grog and she starts like handing out grog rations to everybody. Um, <laughs> if the name is bandied about, do I recognize it? I think there was somebody I spoke to um, who was referencing yeah, the quartermaster. Um, most of what you hear is actually uh, you hear the name Cutthroat bandied about. Yeah, Cutthroat Rock, I think. Cutthroat Grok. Grok. Um, 
Historically, the Cat of Nine Tails is like pretty brutal, it, right? It's bad. It's really yeah. bad. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if they permit me, the Torlin would absolutely be trying to get up to help Dana down when they release her. Yeah, they don't leave her up there at all. Uh, she weathers it, like I said, fairly well. She didn't take, uh, that's why there's a difference of a plus one modifier for a regular whip and a minus one modifier for the cat. The cat didn't have, uh, it was just knotted at the end. So even though it's it's bad, it's not it's not a scourge by any means. So it didn't have the razor blades? No. Um, yeah, that would. And um, so as Cutthroat gets up to each of you, she's just like, you have to drink your evening's Grog ration, otherwise there's three lashes if you don't drink it. Am I with the group hearing this? Uh, she would have said that to you each individually. I I mean I, as she gives as she gives you your cup of grog. I, I very stiffly and carefully take my cup and say must be some pretty special grog. <laughs> Hardly. And she just kinda And who cares away. if we drink it or not? Captain does. I'm not you, can retire, you can retire once you finished your rationing. This is it, Anthill, that we die upon here. What was that? Come on now, Lassie. This isn't Anthill that uh, we die upon. I know, Torlin. It's it's just I, mean, I kind of give the grog a little sniff and take a, a small sip. I'm I'm just trying to figure out what I'm positive must be in it to uh to matter so much. Uh, water and some sort of alcohol. As far as I can tell, it's just normal grog. I mean, all the crew is getting it at this time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, this I Would this be fairly common, I would think, right? Yes, grog is common. Uh, kind of the forced drinking of it's uh, probably not uncommon in a pirate ship, but grog is definitely what's given because uh, water stores in the ship often generate slime. Uh, nice film on it and they water it down with alcohol to kind of help with that so it's a way to make sure that all the crews still drinking throughout the day or drinking on the ship uh, and keeping them happy a little bit because they get some alcohol so this is definitely a common practice okay the the more naval ships that most of you've been on it's not forced quite like this but uh grog is a regular regular naval beverage are um are Russ and True Glory? Are you kind of around Orlin and Dana at the moment? We could probably. I don't know if their situation is like there is there are tables and we can there's uh, like being all there's four barrels. The, the, the new guys, the new crewmates. They we're still on top deck. Well, at this point, uh, with your, I think the first question actually be: Is there anybody who's not going to drink the grog? And, I'm well, drinking my grog. I mean, I'm, partly, I'm partly drinking my grog, and that's why I need Russ and Truco. That's why I'm wondering if there if there's something resembling a friendly face nearby. Yeah, Russ is Russ is nearby. Sure. Yeah. I, given, I wouldn't say Russ is friendly, but there is. You are all four of you are all new, and certainly for Dana, she would recognize the blue coat. That would yeah. mean something to her. I, and I saw Truco get lashed, so we've got something in common. Yeah, so Truco I, will probably. Yeah, sorry. Uh, Go ahead. Does Russ's coat have any kind of rank insignia on it? Uh, yeah. Um, Order of the Northern Cross, Sky Knights, Her Majesty's Air Corps. All right. Um, I point at Russ and Truco and say, "You shifter, you Sir Knight, I I need I need your help for a minute. Make a wall." Give a glance over and at I, Truco and. I drink most. I okay. I drink most of my grog and hand the mug to Torlin and just gesture at my back. And well, I. Well, you know, I could have drank it all for you. I've got a resilience to whatever could be in this thing. I mean, no, if no, you're no, that worried about it. No, no, no. It's like I want the ideas that I'm. I'm asking him to disinfect my back. Yeah, I see. So I'm trying to get Russ and Truco to kind of shield that from any uh, unfriendly right. eyes. Yeah. So there, a red-haired human lass kind of comes up, um, and uh, as she kind of sees what you're doing, and she goes, "If you're going to do that, don't be seen doing that." Tipping out any, not drinking any grog. It's grounds for getting lashes, and Master Scourge likes giving his lashes. Uh, I can take a look at the back for you. I'm look kind of questioningly at Torlin and then drink the rest of my cup while while watching this fellow redhead say, and you are? Sandara. Sandara Quinn. 
As uh, Truco sits, sits on a barrel next to uh, Dania, he will probably say, You certainly can take a beating, at least more than I can. <laughs> so she does kind of like take a look at your lashes and uh, she reaches in the compartment, kind of pulls out some some ointments and put, puts some ointments on your back and it kind of eases the sting. A compartment? A pouch that she has. Okay. As as this is happening, uh, I just say, you've got a... They always just let you go into the stores like that, Sindar? No, it was a pouch on her belt. Oh, on her belt. Yeah. In that case, I, I alter my question to you, you the uh, sur- ship surgeon? No, the ship is actually without a healer right now. Um, Hack really is kind of filling in for the healer. They, they lost one. But I don't altogether think he knows what he's doing. Noted. Well, I'll, I'll come to you first then. Um, so there's food served in the galley, which is on the same level as the main deck underneath uh, underneath poop deck. Um, do any of you want to take a nighttime ship action for the evening um, and engage in some entertainment or gambling or anything like that? Or just uh, turn in for the night? Russ is going to sleep early, that's for sure. I'm going to try to work some influence. Okay. Uh, and is this Truco or Torland going to do anything? Mm, I'm deciding. Same, but probably not. Is there uh, I'll, I'll do an member? entertain check. <laughs> is there uh, any crew member in particular you're going to try and target, Dana, or do you want me to select somebody? Uh, it depends if I can if I can uh, dual action this or not, because I'd um, either I would ask Fish Guts, kind of try to get a sense of who else might be sympathetic to his leanings, or I would just go straight for the one who um, was watching me get lashed and seemed to be opposed to that. Actually, yeah, let's go. Let's go for that one. Second one. Okay. Um, so it's actually uh, one of the dwarves. Mm-hmm. And incidentally, so you are all aware, I'm slowly like uh, making it as you find out who particular tokens are, at least on the ship. Um, I am making it so hopefully you can see. If you hover over the token, it gives a name as you start to oh. find out who they are. Uh, so yeah, um, it's actually th- this dwarf here in particular. Uh, sorry, I don't see the pain. Oh, oh, that's new. Okay. And uh, as you kind of sit down, he's kind of off to himself and whatnot. And he just kind of, as he's like eating his his bowl of uh, soup that fish cuts made that night, he's he's just he just nods to you and goes, "You handled that well." Well, worse things have happened. I'm Dana, and I hold out my hand. Gift for Tibbs. Drop that in the chat. I'm double checking. Uh, yeah, he's he wears an eye patch. He's he's cra- He's he's a bit um, rough around the edges as far as cleanliness is concerned. Um, and he's got an uh, eye patch over his right eye. Can you repeat his name? Giffer Tibbs. Giffer Tibbs. How long you been sailing on uh, on this boat, Giffer? <clears throat> I've been on here. Uh, Two years or so. And uh, I lower my voice a little and say, whose choice was that? I am from Port, uh, I am from Port Kras, but uh, I wouldn't necessarily say I came here all too willingly. Oh, looks like we have something in common then, Gifford Tibbs. Uh, well, I wasn't press ganged per se, but uh, work needs to be done somehow. Ah, uh, so you need you're you're making a living. Trying to at least. Uh, give me a persuasion check. Alrighty. As we see how this all continues to develop. I'll keep that. Okay. That's an eight. That's yep, an eight success with the raise. Um, yeah, he definitely seems to be like giving you some grudging uh, respect from how you took those how you took the cat. All right. Um. So yeah, the the last thing he said then was that he's uh. So I said he needed to make a living, and what was his report? He goes, I, I've tried to do that, this, do the uh, best I can. And this ship not quite cutting it in that regard? It's a rough ship to be on. Prince Rockface runs uh, 
I'm not sure if it's her so much as Mr. Lagra. That I'm not sure which one of them is a meaner Kyber bastard. There, uh, that must be rough working two years, not making enough pay to make your own way in the world. Anyone else uh, in, in the same? Oh, oh, oh! Boat? Make make no mistake. Prince Mika's incredibly good at what she does. I have gotten much plunder being under command. I, uh, my spending habits leave something to be desired. Oh. That, that I can't help you with. Uh, but you never know if there's, uh, if a better opportunity to indulge those habits present itself. Is there, uh, any particular? Are, are you just like trying to get to know Giffer, or was there any anything about the sh- the ship or anything like that in particular? You um, I'm trying I'm to mostly for? trying to do, over trying the to course of the conversation. Out, yeah, sorry, I'm trying to suss out general discontent on board. Um, so in talking to him, well, general discontent using him as like a barometer, or to see if you can suss out from him his sense of general discontent on the whole ship. Um. Yeah, sense of general discontent on the whole ship, you know, like the the cook's pretty free with his opinions because he feels secure in his in his position. Um, But, you know, maybe there are some others who talk a bit more quietly. So uh, since you got a raise on that check during during the course of your conversation in the evening with Giffer, um, uh, he proceeds to kind of tell you, I mean, he's made a lot of a lot of gold here, which he likes. Discipline is very harsh and strict on the ship. so there's certainly some the discontent seems to come mostly from the people who aren't in the good graces of mr lagra or master scourge um they definitely seem to have their own particular cliques of uh who they like and who they don't um and if you're not part of that circle um you're treated pretty harshly and those people definitely uh struggle with being content we'll say all right um and, um, well, as uh, as our chat kind of comes to a natural conclusion, I just say, thanks for the drink. Hope you enjoyed your stew. I caught those turtles. Glad to see they're going to good use. Wow, Fishcatch is not necessarily a completely useless drunk. Ah, he seems all right. Um, and so with that, Torlin wanted to do a little... Uh, some performing to the night to the uh, crew crowd? Uh, instead of that, I just want to have a conversation with Dana, actually, seeing as we're getting oh. late. So no particular ship action? Uh, no, I don't think so. Because I'd let you just roll on the ship action if you want to do a performance for tonight. Uh, sure. Yeah, I just figured... Alright, so could we leave it for the next session? Um, sure, yeah. Timing wise, yeah, because okay. I kind of I, I do want to role play that out. Um, but there will be plenty of evenings on the ship, yeah. Um, so if there comes a point where Dana is returning to the hold, uh, and needs to have her bandages, if is there bandages to be applied, or is are these wounds no, just it, open sores? Yeah, it was, uh, yeah. She, so she didn't take any levels of fatigue or anything like that. If she took fatigue, that would seem to indicate some severe wounds. Now it's just, at best, it's uncomfortable. And uh, I mean, what, I, Sandara, I like, what Sandara did certainly helped. I mean, I think like flavor-wise, there would still be you no know, very visible sores just based on the nature of the weapon used. You know, Torlin might not know if I'm just putting on a good face or not. Well, Torlin would probably insist on at least taking a look. All right. Um, so, if, would I be able to look around for some bandages of some sort? Uh, well, or, you can make a healing. You can make a healing check to investigate. Uh, sure. Yeah. I think that oh, I do have healing. I guess I'll reroll it. Just gonna dump bennies on this. Okay, five. Um, you've seen much, much worse with the cat. Um, the sab actually seems to uh, have helped quite a bit. She shouldn't have any scarring at all or anything like that. You actually feel like they're in a pretty comfortable place. You don't even really feel a need to bandage them. Well, as long as you're going to be working with the working with the cook, I imagine that the sea air will keep off you. 
keep it from stinging too much. I'll be fine, Torlin. You know I've had worse. I, I certainly do. You know, Dana, we've been sailing together long enough now, and I think we've gotten our bearings around each other. You know that uh, we've agreed before. We've agreed you'd keep me informed about these sorts of ideas that you get, these brazen plants, before you acted on them. At least so I wouldn't have to be so damnably worried or you go making a show about things. What a, what was I supposed to do, Torlin? He was running out of time. Not that it made a difference in the end. But I guess so. I'm besides the more That's what makes more you a good person. On me, the less attention's on you. But there's almost no attention on me. I'm keeping my head down. Except for that scourge fellow. He's paying attention to you? Well, a little bit, just a little bit of a spat down below deck. Seems to have uh, something against the dwarves that aren't of the Karadriva Principality. Then you know what you need to do. You keep your head down, you stay out of trouble. If you get into trouble, I'll take care of it. No, it's that, uh, what makes you a good person, Dana? Here I was thinking that you were trying to show yourself as somebody who stands up for others in front of the other crew, but you just... You had no ulterior motive, you just wanted to save that poor fellow. Well, I couldn't. That's how it goes. He wasn't the first, won't be the last, but... Well, I gotta, I gotta try. What, what do you make of those other two, the ones who, who came over to, to help us? Well, the shifter seems a decent sort. Uh, I've had my fill of the other type. Well, I think... But anybody with the same lot as us is an ally. I I want to talk to I want to talk to that knight Torlin. I think um, if we've got a chance of changing our fortunes, best to start with common ground. You be careful taking him what he said at face value. An insignia coat that can be found most anywhere these days. I wouldn't go so far as trusting him yet. Oh, who's selling an insignia coat out here? You're all, you're too, you're not trusting enough, Torlin. Well, I suppose he does seem awfully attached to it. Well, don't see him around now, but I'll make sure to catch him tomorrow. Um, was there anything you wanted to do for the evening, Truco? And then we will uh, conclude the session there. No, I am. I am okay. I'm okay. Okay. Probably will drink all the grog and maybe <laughs> uh, get a bit dizzy, um, and then sleep. Get a nice, a nice night of sleep. Maybe moving a lot during the night, giving the pain in the back. But besides that, so y'all are sent down uh, onto the weapons deck where everybody kind of all the crew they string up uh, hammocks for the evening. You all are shown, uh, each of you are shown a locker for your possessions. Um, clearly, yours is empty now. Uh, they do come with locks and they give you the keys for them. Um, all the other ones have lockers. All the other crew members have lockers as well. Some stay up through the night and some don't. Come down in various periods of time. Um, and with that, you manage, you all manage to survive your first day at sea on the Storm Reaver. All of us want to express our appreciation for you joining us on this week's episode of the Mourners of Lazar. You can find us on the web at SavageEberonTales.com or on Twitter at SavageEberon. We want to give a huge shout out and thank you to Christian Sharano for that amazing intro we have. I'm sure the deal we had to make with Sora Terraza will totally be worth it. A thank you also goes out to Rebecca on Twitter at Civis Echoers for helping us cut through all the red tape at Hout Civis to get this podcast off the ground. So until next week, keep it savage. <laughs> <laughs>